Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to Gresh and Poirier on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Where in the world is Tom E. Curran? Well, he is not... In Indianapolis, we know that. And I know that uh, it's been a week since we talked to our friend Tom Kearney. He joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Brought to us by Dr. Matthew Lepresti and Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Kern, a 1-800-GET-HAIR. And by Wise Snacks, no one does crunchy, salty, or cheesy better than Wise Snacks. Tom Kern, after a week off. Good afternoon, Tommy. How's everything? Everything's tremendous. How are you? We got boots on the ground with Phil Perry out in Indianapolis, but we are monitoring closely all the goings on. Where'd, uh, where'd you go, Tom? Where'd you Where'd you get away to? Or you just this is this like a home, a staycation? No, we went to see my oldest son out in Huntington Beach Ooh. for a few days. Okay, so it was great to be out there. It was rainy, but that's okay. It was good to see the boy. Okay, all right. Yeah, the weather can be uh, a little uh, up and down out there. I hear. From uh, well, and this time of year, yeah. Well, yeah, it's been crazy out there. We talked about the crazy weather in California for like oh, a yeah. while. It's like ten inches of rain yeah. out there. Is, is some kind of uh, craziness, Tommy? I'm sure you heard Elliot Wolf. What comment? Maybe one, two, or three comments from Elliot Wolf stuck out to you, if anything. There were several, <laughs> and I would say this to begin with. I think that they need to. Start to temper a little bit of the doing jumping jacks over having a new and more open and honest way of doing things and treating people the right way. Yeah, read, read the room a little bit. I think that there is, despite the fact the Patriots weren't so great the last few years, and I've been very critical of a lot of the decisions they made, you want to stay away from grave dancing because it was the greatest dynasty in NFL history. And I think that these guys are a little bit liberated and they do want to do things in a different way and they do want to embrace the change that they're implementing. But everything they say infers what the changes are. And when you say, as Elliot Wolf did at the end, talking about the Packer way, which is, honest and open and treating people the right way, it immediately infers that that's a departure from the Patriot way. And I think that that they need to be way more cognizant of what the fan base is feeling right now post bill. And I think the fan base has its arms crossed and is tapping its feet and saying, how's this going to be different? And when you're saying it's going to be a full on departure from everything that bill did. Okay. You might want to do that, but to articulate it in ways that draw negative implications for somebody who built so many of the things. And look, I'll admit it. I've been extremely critical, and we've talked about it week in and week out, but I think they want to be a little more circumspect with that stuff. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, yeah. And, and here's mm-hmm. the I, – I know, like, we were just – man, we only got through maybe, maybe two sound bites, uh, but we were going all over the place before you came on. And the one that kind of stood out to me among other ones – um, Tom was the whole uh, less of a 
hard ass vibe in the building. What do you make of that comment? It just flows along the same line of thinking that I was mentioning. Is you know, okay, if it's less of a hard ass vibe, it means it was a hard ass vibe. What was wrong with the hard ass vibe? We've explored it, we've talked about it, we've discussed it um, over the course of time. Decisions made where Bill made the decisions, and that was the way things went. And at the end, the decisions that Bill made roster-wise, coaching-wise, free agent-wise, didn't pan out. They didn't want him to be in charge of the rebuild. So they've moved on from him 20-odd years. But, you know, cutting to the chase on what Wolf talked about, you know, I think the weaponization of the offense, the fact that he wants a quarterback who is a great leader and brings people with him, uh, is certainly a departure from Mac Jones. He talked about body language and the fact that they don't want their quarterback gesticulating on the field and pointing at receivers and throwing their arms up, which, again, everything is going to infer what is different from the way things are, and it points directly at Mac Jones' bedside manner. So a number of things. It just There were a lot of nuggets in there that are worthwhile. Do you think this group who are running things now will get comfortable enough in their own skin to stop pointing out, hey, here's how we're going to be different or here's how things used to be and all that. Do, do, do you think there will be a comfort level at some point where this kind of evens out or is this going to be like a little bit of a year-long narrative, Tom, in terms of, well, we had a lot to tear down to build it back up again? Well, I think it's already torn down. That's, but I do agree. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I do think it'll be a year-long process. I think they will continually look at, um, as they spoke about, as as Wolf spoke about. You know, we have to be more explosive and faster on defense, which every team wants to be that. But the weaponization of the offense and the explosiveness, and I think he's also indicated um, that they want to make a real rush at the beginning of free agency. That to me, is inferred by what they want to do. So they have the opportunity to make a lot of free agent moves that can help them right away, also in conjunction with the draft. He also said, which I thought was interesting, we're going to play young players and develop them. Again, everything they say is going to be measured against what we're accustomed to. So Demario Douglas spending half the season on the bench and then ending up with – 50 catches for 500 yards and being their most productive receiver, what would he have been had he not been in detention for four weeks? All of these things, I think, lead us to wonder, you know, how aggressive will they be in this development? So it's a lot of it is great. Turn over a new leaf, have a fresh set of eyes, have a different approach that players might embrace and look forward to coming to work more than they did previously. And it's hard to come to work when you're four and 13. Um, But, all that stuff's great. I want to see how it looks when it's on the field, but I just think the overall tenor is a little overt in saying, yeah, the way it was working was 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 bad, bad, bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad, bad, bad yeah, all the time. And Sorry. we're talking to Tommy Curry. And Tom, I'm, you know, uh, I I I don't know if you know or not, um, but I just wonder how Bill is receiving all of this, and, and if you think he's paying attention to it, and if he's. And if you're wondering if he if he has this a whole idea of I can't believe all I did for those guys and they, at every opportunity they ripped me for the way things were. Do you have any idea I, of what he's thinking when no, he hears this? No idea, but I know that he's always been very attuned to what the media is talking about and the things that they're talking about. And when we talk to Mike Lombardi, who I think shares a brain with Bill, and he's very open in the way he thinks about things and, and speaks about things. Um. And, you know, he discusses the way Bill maybe will feel about things or felt about things while he was here. I think that Bill would be attuned to it. I don't think he'd be surprised by it. He certainly wouldn't be surprised by the fact that as you glean the dynasty and the episodes that are coming up, what role did Bill play in the disintegration of the tenor around the team? What role did Tom play? What role did... Robert play. All those things have to be interrogated, but I think that Bill's reluctance to speak openly during the dynasty, he certainly knew what direction the conversation was heading, and he passed on the opportunity to to say, well, this is why I did what I did. 
in many ways. And as a result, I'm sure he's not surprised that the tenor is, well, it went south because of Bill. And there's no getting around it. The football operation, everything about it began and ended with Bill. And there were people who were kicking at the door to try and say, we got to do it differently. And, and it didn't happen. So Bill's probably not psyched about it, but I, I don't know how, I don't specifically know how much plugged in any is with the day-to-day conversation, but I'm sure that he knows what the tenor might be. But I think that the fan base has also responded in a particular way too, in terms of, okay, kind of what I'm talking about here today is let's not act like it was a friggin' disaster here. Uh, yeah, because it feels like it's going that way. Tom Kern with us. Uh, after listening to a little bit of Elliot Wolf, I'm further entrenched. They've already made up their mind at three. They're going for a quarterback. Do you still feel the same? I don't. I don't feel the same. I think that they should absolutely positively be open for business. I don't think I got anything today from him talking about that. I think that's their meaning. I think that's the franchise's meaning. But as I've said before, don't just draft a quarterback. You have to draft the quarterback. Regardless of what you think Chicago and Washington are going to do, you have to pick the guy that you think can come in here, play the position, deal with the adversity, which is going to be profound, deal with the weather, deal with the taxes, deal with uh, a new coaching staff, all of it being new. You have to deal with that. And that is as big, Christian, I think, as arm talent is the resiliency. Yeah, I'm with you. And just let me go back to um, the comment that he talked about. They want a quarterback who will be a leader and will you know, take people with them and, and all that stuff. I, I guess we were all just a, just a bunch of fools because everything coming out of – you know, camp really every year was about what a great guy, what a, uh, you know, Mac Jones was the swagger that he had and all this other stuff. And, and now it seems like the truth is that he was nothing but a problem from the beginning. He was a little, you know, childish. He was a little, you know, temperamental. I mean, it seems like, like that's now the truth as opposed to what was, I feel like we were being fed as far as his personality and his ability to lead. I think you can be a really good guy who your teammates like an awful lot and still not be somebody that everyone looks at and says, he's going to drag me by the scruff of my neck to success. And I think that's kind of what exists with Mac. He's, I do believe that they thought that he would grow into the leadership role. And I think that he wanted to grow into the leadership role and, and could have grown into the leadership role. But the situation that he was put into in 2022, and I think the climate within the team, teammates who we've heard speak about how head-scratching the decisions were, probably gave him the latitude to at some point look at the sidelines and say, well, this this isn't working. This is making me look bad. This is ridiculous. I'm strapped to a bomb here. And as much as guys might have talked about it in the locker room or in private or over dinner, to broadcast it probably caused those players to say, well, you can't, you're not the linebacker or the lawn snapper you can't do that mac probably caused them to lose some people i don't think that he was a trash leader from the beginning i think they hoped that he would grow into it i think he could have but the resiliency that he needed to show which was profound he was not able to summon tommy uh when it comes to the patriots crop of free agents should I just assume they're all going to be gone under this new era and wave of, well, we got to do things different. These guys don't matter to us anymore. Can I just assume either the slate is so clean they haven't written in any names or that for a lot of these guys, they've already decided they're going to ship them off into the sweet good night or they're going to go somewhere else? I wouldn't think that. I would think Hunter Henry, Kyle Duggar, and Mike and Wenu would be guys that they really work hard to retain, those three in particular. Um, and Wolf spoke about both uh, Duggar and Wenu today, said we're working with Kyle's agents and with Mike. So it seems as if Mike and Wenu could conceivably be representing himself. He's in an agent change right now, whether he hires an agent or not. But I wouldn't presume that. Those guys were, were valuable players. You know, they didn't play at a Pro Bowl level in 2023, but they're all capable players. If you bring them back under contract, they could start for a lot of teams in the NFL. So 
maybe most of them in the case of Duggar and, and on Wenu, um, and they don't have any tight ends. So I would think that they're, they're going to really go hard at the guys they value, and those three would be at the top of the list. Very good. Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston. Tommy, thanks a bunch. Good we'll to have uh, you talk back. to you next week. Yeah, good to have you back. Good to see you guys. There we go. There goes uh, Tom Kern. And the reason I ask that is because there's so much of the, well, the old was old. Yeah. That why would they why would they look at Duggar and I say Bill drafted him and say he's worth seventeen million a year? Or why would they look at Onwenu and say he's worth twenty million a year? I'm just saying that if if a lot of the decisions of the past have been wrong, then why would you then triple down and give those guys three or four times more money than they made last year? And just a thought. Is, in their is mind. it is it is it is it does it make sense now that Grow and Elliot Wolf got to stay because they in reality had no power and they were just mouthpieces and Bill was really picking all the players because if they were really Bill guys they'd be gone if they were really in lockstep with Bill and just almost like hypnotized and just completely loyal to Bill in all of his ways they'd be gone also so is the fact that they're still around proof that they never had any say they had great ideas like me but they never really had the 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 support to kind of pull off those ideas because they were under the thumb of bill i have your answer i think it's very easy and there's some dead men walking at gillette right now and i think they know it we'll get to that worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Tell your smart speaker to play 93.7 WEEI. Gresham Fourier on WEEI. Back to the 80s, everybody. Hey, it's Fourier's hot Saturday night. Not good. Foye got his uh, boot today, by the way. Uh-huh. So we'll see when he boots himself got my, in the ass. My boot and my my little like uh my little my lift for my shoe. I'm looking like <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, you didn't see the little so like since I wear this boot. Okay. Oh yeah, Foye got the big uh, airsoft walking boot. Okay. There you so, go. For those on Twitch, you can see it right now and then, uh, you, with his no calf. You see the assistant? See the little Oh little yeah, yeah, look at that. So yeah. you know what they do you know that so they put that on Fourier's other foot to be able to give him a couple extra inches of height because of the difference yeah. with the walking boot. Do you know what they also like put special needs? Do you know what they also put those on? If you've ever seen a a, a horse or a cow that has an abscess hoof. And they need to cover the hoof once they scrape it all down and get the infection out of there. They put something like that on the bottom. They glue it to like the bottom of the of the hoof or whatever, so that it can sort of heal if it's you know yeah, been I infected think it's called, or something uh, like that. They're called easy boots. 
Yeah, so you're uh so you are the equivalent of a uh, a horse with a bad hoof. It's all right. It's I walk Really two is, bad hooves when you think about it. Yeah, well I walk uh, evenly now. It's, so that way I don't kind of do the pimp walk. If I didn't have the little lift on, I would be walking. You do that anyway. No, I don't. With your uh, don't with like your that. uh with your janky hip. I should figure out what am I going to do with the the knee rover though. I feel like I should auction that off. Oh lord. Why don't you say that? hang on to it. I was going to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I may need it again. Uh, You're think, probably right. I think uh, you or, oh, I don't know, maybe one of your kids is, you know, playing in a game and they the court gets stormed and they get trampled. Oh, and please. You got to make sure to take care of them. Oh, how about our you guy? faded the heat to all the athletes yesterday. How about our, I can't believe you can, you can look at the Caitlin Clark flop and not look at it and say, holy cow. Okay. And then you look at Duke's Filipkowski, whatever that guy's name is, okay, and then realize that he was exaggerating. He was Paul piercing it is what he was doing. They might as well run, you know, grab the, uh, a gurney, uh, a wheelchair, and then have him come back out. Do you remember the, uh, and you may not, how people were falling all over themselves to defend Paul Pierce in that moment when he got wheeled out? I, I remember here, I remember getting yelled at by Tangway. Yeah! It's an NBA rule, damn it. That you got to be wheeled out in a wheelchair? No, it wasn't. It was just, you know, all the bickering at the time in terms of a PP3 foe and, and all that stuff. So, anyway, so Fourier's into the walking boot now. Yep. And, uh, oh, no, you'll need I, that. I feel liberated. You'll need that I, wheelie cart. I feel like the Patriots coaching and scouting staff. Well, not even coaching staff because they're all basically new. That's the thing about the coaching staff. The majority of those guys are new. No, but if you were like them and Bill were operating on you, he would have operated on the wrong leg and you wouldn't have said anything because all these <laughs> know, people right? were apparently paralyzed in front yeah. of Bill Belichick. Uh, I want to follow up on uh, what you brought up in terms of Elliot Wolf and Matt Groh. I might be wrong, but I've seen this too many times. Matt Groh, in my opinion... They'll announce, eh, give it three days after the draft. And all the draft stuff goes down, you know, press conferences, interviews, things like that, right? Because I'm sure this group will want to take their victory lap because they're now allowed to once the draft is over with. I would dare say by the Friday after the draft, there'll be the announcement Macro's leaving the organization. Number one, <laughs> the only... Uh, the only name we have heard is Elliot Wolf. Haven't heard a word about Macro, but Macro knows the way the board is put together. Macro knows what they're. I mean, again, I think Gerard Mayo let the cat out of the bag on day one of the whole. Oh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna take somebody really, 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 really important, and you can figure that out. Okay, you're telling us what you're gonna do. We haven't heard nothing about Macro. But Macro knows enough of the secrets in terms of the way the board is being set up that you're better off keeping him in the organization right now than shipping him out and letting him go. And that's the other thing about the scouting departments that are different than even players and coaches. Players are on their own contract cycle. Coaches are on their own. So are front office people. And normally for a lot of them, uh, and I learned this from my buddy who was one of my former teammates, and a longtime scout for the Patriots and found some undrafted dudes that were pretty good. And they'd said, you're no longer needed here because that's kind of the way Bill ran things and all that stuff. I learned from my man, Francie, that those guys are on different. So that's why you will see people who really an organization is moving on from just kind of have that guy sit in the back of the room and wait until the draft is over because they know too much already. Yeah, because... um. Even when I was thinking about it, just listening to Elliot Wolf, like the one name that seems like he doesn't belong based on his overall connection to Bill, his dad, Al Groh, big, you know, Bill Belichick Great guy. Great point. Okay. And that's his son. So if anyone is going to be more resistant to change or represents the past, it's going to be Mac Rowe. But you kind of need him. And you don't want to push him out because well, you, you're going to have to kind of go through until the draft is over. But Elliot Wolf is in charge. Matt Grow, I'm going to give you a bunch of work to do. Keep it clean. Let's not have any dead area or, you know, don't have any blind spots. Don't make me look like a fool. But in the end, 
your power has been taken away. Well, and again, I pointed to the whole Bill Belichick going to Grow and Wolf on the Mac pick and saying, everybody okay with this? Gave everybody a chance to speak up or whatever. Whether they did, that's on them. But I think for Grow, what I would love to know from Matt Grow is he would obviously, given the era in which he grew up in the league, and I'm talking about Matt Grow with his old man who's now 79 years old, and we know Ron Wolf is of similar age yep. as well, I do believe, that these are guys who grew up in a different era. I mean, the difference is Grow is too connected to Bill. And I wonder if the new way of doing things was even rolled out to Macro. I wonder if this is one of those, yeah, we'll put you on, uh, what do we got here? Hold on. Yeah. Oh, we can put Matt on some special projects. Yeah. Give him some things to do. And then the rest of us will sit around and talk about the new grading system and all that whatnot. But there's enough institutional knowledge that you just don't ship the guy out the door. But uh, it would be the shock of shocks, really, if Macro is in this organization come May 5th. Because once the draft is over, I think a guy is done. Dunsky. There you go. He is. There you go. You did something that uh, oh, yeah. our boy Razor wasn't able to yeah, do. Yeah, that's right, Billy. Uh, we we got to do the, uh, the Fourier check-in here quickly, and that is that Andrew Raycroft did not use Dunsky no he didn't. last night on Nesson. You know, and I know I know Razor listens. He's a he's a hardcore P one. He like he took uh you know he was really happy when uh Samoa Joe was undressing me and you know putting me in my place. Yeah that's right. Okay. Did a good job of it and he he took a victory lap. Okay. Razor Dunsky. Yeah, there you go. Razor. You can't trust Canadian goalies. You just can't trust them. Oh, you, you so can't you trust can them. can you trust Canadian defensemen? For the most part, yes. When it comes to like you know keeping their word, okay. When it comes to keeping the word. Now playing is totally different. Well, the Canadians now, what are very like, nice. You know, well, well, I don't know. I don't know. I used to love Razor, but he made a promise that he wasn't willing to keep, and maybe because the Bruins lost, he well, really should have said he he could have like parlayed that into you know a different you know opinion. He still could have used Dunsky. He said he was going to do it. He said stay up late, listen, watch everybody. I'm going to do it. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. I should start asking Jaffe to do it. Oh, that's he's got, a, he's got a set. Not, no, he's got a, a set. You'll get he's shot. tougher. He's tougher than Razor. You'll get shot down. Razor's a big baby. You'll you'll <laughs> get you'll get shot down by Jaffe. I don't think so. Your we best, have an understanding. Your best chance We're cut is from with, the same cloth, him and I. Maybe you should ask that uh <laughs> Sophia, I don't know. Who? The 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 girl does the Sophia hosting. Yurkovic. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know the I last name. Right. Just a lot of consonants or whatever. <laughs> a lot of vowels. Yeah, yeah. Sophia J. There's just uh we'll just go with that. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Um I wanna get to Jason Tatum. Okay. Because uh I know that we've got a, a very lively lighter side coming up, and you have not seen the uh the very first story we're gonna cover on lighter side. I like it that way. It is. Uh, it, it, do you like gummy bears and gummy worms and uh, like no. gummy cherries or no. whatever? I, no. Uh, well, this is from that. Uh, this is from that category. Let's okay. call it. Okay. My new thing is chocolate covered almonds. Um. Wow. Well, how nineteen eighty five of you? <laughs> my wife just started buying them. I sit there and I put the thing on my lap and I just can't stop eating them. Uh. Yeah. And uh, I would say that uh, on Twitter. At the real Gresh and on Twitch for the uh, very first story, you're going to want to uh, learn about the lighthouse gummies, and we will leave it at that. Because I want to ask you a question off our Jason Tatum discussion from uh, not only yesterday, but Celtics are going to get after it uh, tonight. Can Jason Tatum win an MVP before winning a title, or does Tatum need the title? To eventually win an MVP. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, because uh, I was. No, no, no. Yes. Because yes. I'm, I'm thinking about this. <laughs> and um, uh, it, it, it struck me yesterday when we were talking about Jokic, right? Now, again, he's a seven-foot dude from another country. who's was so different and unique. 
But what really gave him that credibility it was the championship. And now, when you look at the, the betting market for MVP, uh, I would make the argument that now sort of where these guys are has sort of caught up with the odds, right? Jokic has been minus 140, minus 150. He's now minus 160. Wasn't playing like it. Now it feels like he's the favorite. The odds are set right. SGA, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, plus 250. Luka, plus 650. Giannis, plus 1,400. And yet I would argue that if Giannis and the Bucks go on a run, Giannis can get right back in this MVP race because he's Giannis. Tatum's number as of this morning, plus 3,000. There's just no respect there for the MVP. Mm-hmm for the MVP race when it comes to Tatum. And that's why I wondered, is Tatum going to be the guy who needs the title to then get that individual credibility to at least be a top three favorite in terms of the MVP race? Uh, uh, yes, because uh, the politicking the, from the players and analysts is what is, is the die that needed to be cast in order for the voters to kind of look at him differently. Mm-hmm. If you just look at the numbers, he's not doing as well as the other ones. And if you look at even he was a better candidate last year. Well, when his numbers were better. Why why is Tatum not getting respect? The way I look, I'm not saying that Tatum should be the favorite. I'm not even going to say that when it comes to SGA, the I think he's probably a better candidate than Tatum right now. But you can't tell me that Lucas plus six fifty, Giannis is fourteen hundred, and Tatum is plus three thousand. Like that just doesn't make any sense. What it has done is the betting market has no respect for Tatum. the The fact that that number is plus three thousand, there's that, that that that's an indicator that people have really put their money to the kind of the top of the card when it comes to. Betting on MVP. Uh, even I their last was also plus twenty two hundred earlier in the week. So that actually, I think, has dropped. I think the numbers points. are definitely moving around. There's no question. But that's the thing with Tatum. Like, I don't. I don't even think Tatum has gone inside plus one thousand for MVP this year. The longer the season goes, and the more wins they rack up, and the closer to getting to clinch, clinching a playoff berth, and then a bye, and then the East, and then whatever, the less the the worse odds are going to be for him because it it identifies and it hey, they don't need him as much. He scored 19 points against the Knicks. The other teams re- rely on their best players more than the Celtics rely on Jason Tatum. So you have guys trying to explain to fans, analysts, voters what that you look at you have to look at Jason Tatum differently. Mm-hmm. I mean, Stephen A Smith came out and said, "Hey, he's the best player on the best team." That means something. You should add a, you know, a couple digits to his name just because of that. So I think that's the biggest problem. You know, he's not a unicorn. He's not the guy that he was last year. He's still 25 years old. Yet, what's really interesting is, is that, excuse me, when LeBron left Cleveland to go to Miami to play with talented people, LeBron still won MVPs. Like, for a guy like that, where LeBron waved the flag, I can't win it in Cleveland. I got to go to Miami. He went and paired up with great players, yet... It never really hurt him the way it feels like the all-around game and playing on a good team hurts Jason Tatum. Like I, I and and I don't know this off the top of my head. I could find it out. Like how many games did the Bucks win when Giannis won his first MVP? It's not like <clears throat> excuse me, you're you're winning it from a forty-eight win team. Like to me, they've always had good rosters. And they've always had good teams, and whomever wins the MVP, it's not as simple as the best player on the best team, but it's just a couple of steps away from that on the whole. And I could go. You could go through any every guy that you mentioned, and you can you could um, you could uh, identify a specific trait that makes them different, as opposed to Tatum. I think when you look at like the top five candidates, you look at uh, Giannis, obvious. 
Uh, uh, well, hang on. So what? how is Tatum different than Embiid? No, no, I'm, I'm talking about just forget about the stats. Right? Oh, I'm talking about oh. eye test. Like Embiid, you obviously see it. Kind of a unicorn, center, dominating games, points back it up. Well, you got you look at Giannis and what he's able to do. Embiid, a guy that big. Double Jokic, double Giannis. Those are your over the last five years. And then in 2018, it was James freaking Harden. Again, that's the outlier of the group. Well, the year before was Russell Westbrook. And there's another he outlier. Averaged a, a triple well, yeah, double. but that's but that's the and that's the thing though. That's the the odd identifier that you can't ignore. The, this is this hasn't been done since blah blah blah. Right. And then they go, well, holy crap, this is a huge accomplishment. We need to recognize that as being special and unique. So give them the award. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at like when LeBron two MVPs with Miami. Durant won one with Oklahoma City, and that was one of the years they were way up. That was when when they had that gaggle of great players there in uh, in Oklahoma City. And then it's Steph Curry in 15-16. So there's a lot of really good players, top-of-the-league type players like Tatum, who don't seem to feel as penalized as Tatum is. And even to the I, – I can't believe what we're about to, to play for you. And that is Draymond Green – of all people, Draymond Green is calling out the media and the uh, reactive NBA community, let's say, when it comes to moving the goalposts for Jason Tatum. So the MVP race right now, Joker is the favorite on DraftKings. Um, SGA, Luka, Giannis, and Tatum, the next four. You know, sometimes it's like that team is winning and that guy's the best player and playing well. Clearly, the goalpost has shifted dramatically because in this guy's case, he's fifth and they got a seven and a half game lead. That goalpost is moving on JT. I don't know what JT got to do. I do know what JT got to do. I told y'all last time what JT got to do. JT will not be taken serious for the MVP until he win a championship. And it just hasn't been that way for everybody else. I must say, it was not that way for Joker. It was not that way for Giannis. It was not that way for Joel. I mean, golly, that is brutal. Young fella, I don't know how the goalposts moved on you like that, but they should acknowledge it because those are the facts. I would say this. Go put some money on Tatum right now. No. Let's put some money on Tatum. Ten bucks. Ten bucks makes you what? Three hundred. There you go. Listen, it, it is... The goalposts, he's right. No, he's right. But it just as quickly as it shifts, it could readjust I also lo- because, hey, oh, my God, I was looking at it wrong. I love you to death. Tatum has no shot. None. Ten bucks. Unfortunately, if you're going to put ten bucks on anybody, I would encourage you to throw it on Giannis because there will be a little bit of the – Hey, look at him. He's the, he's the horse coming from behind to, you know, finish second or whatever. If the Milwaukee Bucks somehow go on a run under the good doctor here and Giannis is a big part of it, to me, he's the only guy outside of either SGA or Jokic who can realistically win the MVP. Because I just don't know how Tatum raises his game even more Minus some kind of tragedy with the Celtics where someone is down for the year. And I say a sports tragedy. Don't get me wrong. And he's got to go score 35 a game to ensure that the Celtics are still the number one seed. I think it would take something like that. And even then, it might be a lot. I'm just, I I hate to say that there's just a bias against Tatum when it comes to winning the MVP. It's that simple. When did, when did that start? Like, what has he done? He doesn't deserve a bias. There is. It, it's the whole pecking order. Like, even when LeBron won some MVPs in Cleveland, that's funny. Like, LeBron in Cleveland, it was, oh, they have nobody else. He's dragging this team to where they, yeah. they got to go. SGA, dragging the team. But, he, but LeBron goes to Miami, and it doesn't get uh, – somebody was just like, well, they didn't win until LeBron got there. Well, again, it's about that individual player and that award. So LeBron got credit for it 10 years ago, and now with Tatum, it's like, yeah, you need to be more selfish to win it. I, it just it doesn't, it doesn't correlate. It doesn't really make sense. Folks, I encourage you to go to twitch.tv slash bostonweei because um, I want to see if you would eat these lighthouse gummies. But make sure you take a real hard look at them. Before you decide to put one in your mouth. (laughs) We'll get to that on the lighter side of sports next. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Time now for The Lighter Side of Sports. Brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss on Gresh and Fourier. Time for The Lighter Side of Sports. Sponsored by my great friends at Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Time for you to do a 180 with your weight. Do what I did. Do what Andy Hart did. Do what Chris Shime did. Smartest thing Shime's ever done. Get a hold of Awaken 180 Weight Loss at Awaken180WeightLoss.com. He's doing well with Awaken. He is, because you know I know he's doing well with it. Why is that? He's bragging. He won't stop bragging about it. Oh, well, because it's it's almost season for him to make his uh, junk draft predictions and stuff Uh, like that. Did you know that Kyle Pitts was going to change your position? I, I heard. Yeah. I'm still kind of waiting for it to happen. I am. I am too, to say the least. But uh, let's get into the lighter side. Everybody's in on this discussion. I want Billy right. and Nick on this as well because if you go to Twitter at the Real Gresh, <laughs> I retweeted this, and you hear Fourier now seeing it for the first time. We're going to throw it on Twitch as well. Twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. If you like gummy bears and gummy worms. Uh, Nick, are you a are you a uh, a gummy bear, gummy worm, gummy? I love I love those. They're probably my favorite candy. Billy, I I know <laughs> you might like another gummy like me, but are you pro gummies? Pro gummies. Um. Well, how about the lighthouse gummies? Pop these things up, and boys, uh, Christian, if you just did a snapshot look at the lighthouse gummies, uh, what 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 are those? Uh, what do those happen to look like? Oh my God. I, I I was I missed all of this morning, so I didn't know what the hell you guys were talking about. I clicked on the link, and this, well, they look like penises. They do. They absolutely <laughs> look like lighthouse penises is really what they are. It so, looks like they took a mold yeah. from a sex shop yep. and said, you know what? If we kind of make one little tweak, it'll look like a lighthouse. And then they- No one will ever know. I think you can like get these at the airport. I'm pretty sure- that they, they, they the one sell to the those far right. Logan. If he can zoom into the one to the far right, the one on the the one on that's the right. leaning a little bit. Yeah, the one like uh, to our right. If we're looking at the screen, okay. Coop. Is it yeah, red? Go the other way. It's red. Is it a red wiggler? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, doesn't it? Does it not? I want look? those for a party. Uh, for like a clam for like a clam bake. How funny hey, is that? What else is new? What else says want, New England other than lighthouses? You want you want gummy looking penises for a <laughs> yeah. clam bake? That's that is that's a bold statement, Cotton. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. So that uh, is that is great. You, you can, just made my day. You can go get your. Uh, my wife sent me that yesterday. We were crying, laughing at the. Uh, yeah, at the lighthouse gummies that may or may not look like tiny gummy <laughs> wieners. Say you put those out for your kids for like a theme party, right? Have the parents come on over. You place them on the table just like that. Hey, everybody grab a gummy. And the kids grab it like they're, they grab it. Yep. You know? And they grab oh, it. There mama. you go. Bite that. Is this a snake, mommy? <laughs> bite the head right off of that thing. Anyway, um, how about this one, Fourier? And Coop will bring this up on uh, Twitch as well. I, I didn't retweet uh, this one like I did the lighthouse gummies because... This one is just a little, uh, well, it's a little different. Fourier at the Westgate Hotel in Las Vegas. They are now offering a plaid hotel suite. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you have ever uh, met an engineer or worked in radio, uh, you have probably met someone who is the brainy smarty that keeps radio stations like ours on the air and they're walking around with a pocket protector and a plaid or flannel shirt. Uh, but at uh, at the Westgate in Las Vegas, they have the plaid hotel suite. And I have to say, Christian, it actually looks pretty damn comfortable. I, okay, it looks comfortable. There, there we go. It's up on Twitch now. So, um, okay, so gone to the days of the heart-shaped bathtub. Like the mirror on the ceiling, like the that's, themed room. That's, it's, that's it's, at the Poconos. No, it's, you it's got the Poconos. It. Yeah, you have to go to. Yeah, I can tell you all about those. Places. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I think this would drive me crazy. 
having a this plaid would drive hotel me room. It's too. There, it's it's plaid nothing everywhere. to break it up. It's like the red the, everywhere. This would drive you insane. You could not. If you had a couple drinks, maybe a couple puffs or something, and and then God forbid you start hallucinating, you may jump out the window. Yeah, that. Um, someone in the Twitch chat said it looks comfortable. It also looks like a place from a horror movie that people yeah. go to die. I feel like this is where they take <laughs> the Guantanamo Bay. Like uh, you know, they want to instead of like interrogating them or uh, you know, they stick them in that. This room. is where they brainwash. Yeah, them? Is that's that really what they what do. Is? They throw them in there and then they play. Uh, you know, like uh, I don't know. Some stupid song that would make him drive him nuts. Uh, yeah, it would. Uh, uh, it would. Uh, it would drive you nuts. Well, ladies and gentlemen, and Billy and Nick are really on the forefront of this as well as you see on Twitch the uh, the plaid hotel room. Christian Fourier has openly admitted, ladies and gentlemen, that a he is an idea guy, and b <laughs> he will sometimes just extemporaneously react to something including world records. So Fourier, we have another world record that was set that I want to see if uh, you think you could do. Kevin Fairs shattered the wrecking ball hold world record by holding 260 kilograms which comes out to 573 pounds, held it for nearly two minutes, blowing by the previous world record by over 30 seconds. Now, Coop's going to get this up on Twitch as well, and it's these two dudes standing on a stage holding a ball that weighs 573 pounds, and they did it for two minutes. Christian Fourier, when will you break this record? Not even close. I think we would have to handicap this, though. We have to handicap it. Okay, obviously, these guys are beyond. These dudes they're are beasts. They, they live and die in the weight room. And first so of all, how, them holding this ball is rather impressive, I got to no, say. No, the one guy, he's not even blinking. The other guy, you can see that he's stressing out. Oh, he's, yeah. he's struggling. The you know. guy with the mullet, the yeah. curly hair, and the mustache is dying. The other dude's like, he has a walk in the park. Now, this is all about grip strength. So if I was to handicap this based on, you know, my age, my physical health. Here we go. Well, why would you? I, there's no way I could hold 573 pounds, like not even for a second. So I would have to handicap it. And I would challenge this guy, which would be a, a weight that would be, you know, just, you know, perfect for me. Okay. Challenging for me. I'm just very happy. I'll go with 225 pounds. I am just very happy that I have uh, found or been turned on to a world record uh, that you do not want to try or think no. that you could break. I don't think anyone that we know could do this. <sighs> Patriots NFL one says Christian can do it with a candle pin ball. Yeah, that's stick a, little, a stick a rope and a handle on that thing, and I'll do it. That's a little much. Did you say you could hold two hundred whatever pounds? Two twenty five. This is the guy who could bench what one ten? Is that what you were talking? What you were talking about with Andy was here? No, 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 no. Fourier's bench was bigger than that. Not anymore. Okay, holding, uh, pushing stuff off your chest is listen. So they're they're up on a scaffolding, right? A big tower. And the, the, the chain goes through the floor. I'm sure the floor that the ball is resting on kind of drops, and then they just hold it. I'm just saying, you can barely get out of the chair without hobbling. Um, I will, when I'm healthy, when I'm healthy, I could easily hold 250 pounds for 30 seconds. There like, absolutely. All right, all right, all right. So you did go 225. I was now a hard carrier. Now you jacked it up to 250. So you're already you're you're doing. I can do half of what they did. It's a Tatum. Uh, uh, so now you're up to two seventy five. Oh wait, I'm bad at math. Go back. Oh, you want to go <laughs> the other way now? You want to, you want like forty percent of uh, of that? No, honestly, number. God. Okay, I mean it's. Yeah. You think you have? How long do you think? Here's a better challenge for us. Uh oh, okay, here's God. a better challenge, and I think we could all do this. <laughs> if uh, okay, how long? Do you think you could just hang from a pull-up bar? <sighs> how long do you think just your own weight? Probably. You hold on. How long do you think you could hold uh, on a pull-up bar? Full, like 10 seconds. Yeah. I like was on a full hang? Yeah. Oh, right, right. Okay, so I was like, oh, I was like, no big deal. I'll do it. I'm challenging my kids. And they go, and they're all like at a minute. And I was like, holy cow. Okay, I guess I could do it. 15 seconds. I let go. I let uh, go. And I was like, holy crap. I need to work on my grip strength. So now I feel like I now I'm ready. 
But you'd be amazed how hard it is for you to hold your weight. Oh, my God. It's, so you think you can hold more than your weight? Well, no. Well, uh, one, uh, I worked on it, so I used those little gripper things. You oh, know, those oh, you do the old, not. The you don't, you don't walk around the house with those, do you? <laughs> with the little grip strength things? No, you yeah. don't. Do yeah. you really? Yeah, every now and then I go, oh, okay. Oh, my God. I worked on things. it every now and then. Every now and then. Those are, no, but yeah. I feel like, Nick, oh, come on. What, I mean, if, oh, I, if, I couldn't do anywhere close to a minute. Billy, no what way. do you think? Two seconds, three seconds. I think, I think. I was at 15 seconds. When I got to 10, I was like, holy crap, I'm not going to make it to 20. And I had to let go. Did you go close or wide? Grip? I just went comfortable. I was like trying to feel like you let go of it. And then they t- they took the stool away from me. And I was like, oh, and then oh, psychologically, geez. yeah. I'm like, about it. what? This isn't, this is, it's so much harder than I thought it was. And I then, thought it would be easy. And then you fell and that's how you messed up your that's ankle. How I, that's how I rolled there my ankle. There we go. It all, and there we go. It's all one big giant circle of life. So uh, how about that, ladies and gentlemen, from a world record Fourier said he can't do to a plaid hotel room to gummy lighthouse penises. There is your Can we change lighter that? side of sports. Can we change the, the, the lighthouse penises to our avatar for the show? <gasps> oh, my God. They have to work in those lighthouse gummies to whatever, whomever comes and rings the bell next year. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.